Morning, everyone. Welcome to Refresher Thursday. And here we are in uh, looking at our uh, last Sunday, I preached the second part of our series of this uh, walk with Jesus, this journey with Jesus, where we're looking at what does it mean to journey with him and to be changed into his image and go on this incredible adventure with him. Just the practical, um, honest outworkings from the book of Mark. And so today I'd like to talk about the thing, the, the kind of the big thought from Sunday, which was dealing with the awkwardness of being alone with God. And it might sound like an odd topic to talk about, but I, you know, a lot of people that I do talk to and guys that I, I get to hang out with when we talk about this topic about spending time with God, it's like, well, how and what do I say and what does that time look like? And I think what I'd like to do this morning is just have a conversation if I can and just talk you through a little bit of my processes. When I'm alone with God, what am I looking to achieve? What does it actually look like? Because... I know it is different for all of us, like all of our relationships are different and, and even two people who relate to the same person will relate to that same person differently. But when it comes to relating to God, I think what's really helpful is to understand that God wants a relationship with us. And the reason I'm saying that is when I walk into a time where I'm going to be spending time with God, my intention is I want to get, an, I want to, get to know him better. That's my number one intention. That's my baseline of, of everything I'm trying to do. I want to I want to know his heart. I want to know what he's on about. I want to learn more about him. You know, I want to know, learn what makes him tick and what, what he thinks about. And if I'm going in and I'm never broaching that and learning something new about who he is and allowing him to show me things about who I am, what happens the next time I spend time with them, I have that same level of awkwardness. And the next time I have the same level of awkwardness. And and so the relationship doesn't actually end up growing. And so I no longer value that time with them. One of the things that I, I, I especially as I've grown a little bit older, I've had to learn um, is that each of us, when we know this, each of us have got friendship circles, different circles. We've got people that who are sort of uh, that we know, and then we've got our acquaintances, and then we've got our sort of um, wider group of friends, and we've got our close friends, and we've got family, and there's sort of all these different circles around us. And I've often thought about to make this really practical for myself is I want God to be in my closest circle. In fact, He is the closest circle. Like there's no one else as close as he is. But one of the ways that he gets to that place is I kind of have to invite him in through all the other circles. You know, it's very difficult to take someone from the outside and just slap them smack bang in the middle. Because for someone to be that close, there's trust involved and there's honesty involved and all these kind of things. And so to invite God into my circle, well, how would I invite someone into my circle? And what am I expecting from them? And so... I expect trust from the people who are really close to me in my closest circle. I expect honesty from them. Um, I expect a measure of loyalty, um, not you know, not loyalty to um, me in in the sense that it's unhelpful, but I want to be able to to lean on them and, and know that they are for myself and for Cindy. And there's there's multiple different things, but. If I have that in mind, when I go and spend time with God, I'm wanting to build trust. And so the way I build trust with him is by talking about the things that I feel afraid about. I talk to him about the things I'm not sure about. That I'm 
what would I do for someone who's really close to me in my closest circle? I would process a lot of my life with them. I would process my decisions with them. Um, you know, it's as long as I'm thinking about God as the one who sits on the throne, hallelujah, the one who sits at a distance and the glorious great God, which he is all those things. But at the same time, um, you know, the, the classic John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his son that no man should perish, but all men should have eternal life. And this life that we have with God is a this incredible relationship that we have with him. Romans teaches us that we no longer are slave, slaves to sin, but we now receive the spirit of sonship that allows us to cry, Abba, Father, which means my father or even dad or daddy. It's like an incredibly intimate thing. And so if I'm, if I'm wanting to invite someone in that close, that relationship has to be built. And God presumes to be that close to me. He's not the one that has to build it with me. I'm, I'm having to build that with him. And so the way I the way I want to build that is I want to talk to him. And so therefore I pray. And we spoke a bit about this a few months ago when we were dealing with quiet times. But I, I'm praying and I'm processing things. I think so often what we do is we talk to the wrong people. You know, everybody wants to be heard. It's one of the reasons why why um, I think psychologists do so well and other guys like it. I'm not bashing the, prof the profession. I mean, I'm studying it myself. But uh, what I'm saying is I think it's great to talk to people, but the person who can truly help or the one who we can truly help is God himself, that I can go and process it with him and speak these things through with him. And it's amazing how as he begins to speak back, I begin to learn what his voice sounds like. There's such an incredible comfort that comes from that. And trust is built as I see him begin to intervene in response to my prayer. But if I don't keep talking to him, you know, if I just you know, one off pop a prayer, and, but I'm not looking to build trust with God. I'm not looking to broach the gap with him. What happens is I'm just I'm going to find it easier to go talk to a person. And people can help us to a degree, but oftentimes we're just looking for someone to listen. And I've come to learn that God is an incredible listener. So I often just talk to him about things and I get it off my chest. And then the second thing I, I really appreciate, like I said to you, from people in my inner circle is honesty. And that's why I read the Bible, because I want to know what's true. I want to know what's true about who God is. I want to know what's true about what's in the world. And I want to know what's true about me. And God, it's amazing. As I begin to read his word, I begin to hear what his voice sounds like. And, and he begins to tell me who I really am. And he begins to define who I am as a person. And I, all of a sudden, I begin to see myself in the light of the one who created me. And I begin to see the world in the light of the one who created the world. And I begin to see him in the light of who he truly is. And it begins to shift me at an incredibly deep level. And it works its way out. I was sitting with a friend the other day. They were saying to me, just when they look at their life at the moment, it has just been... Um, there's been so much carnage. They they were involved in a relationship and it didn't work out and it really, really got they got so hurt. And they're trying to deal with the whole thing at an execution level on the outside, you know, stay busy so that they don't have to feel the pain. And just sitting with him and saying, you know what? God is the one that we can sit and say, God, I, I am carrying this hurt. I feel like I've let myself down or let someone else down or whatever the situation is. I need you to redefine for me again. Who am I? Because... I've lost myself. And I think there's an incredible pressure nowadays to be someone that we're not, to um, jump through hoops that we don't maybe feel comfortable at jumping through hoops. There's tall poppy syndrome in society. We don't stick your head up. Don't be too this or too that. 
And God comes to us and he's so incredibly gracious and he says, I want to speak to you honestly. And so I think, hopefully, I hope there hasn't been too much of a waffle this morning, but when it comes to dealing with this awkwardness of being with, with God alone, we can be passive on the back foot or we can be active on the front foot. Like, God, I want to know who you are. And God, I want you to speak honestly to me so that you can tell me who I am. I want this I want this relationship with you where we learn about who we are. And what's incredible is that in the beginning, it's a bit tricky, but it's always awkward when you're getting to know someone in the beginning. And perhaps you're a new Christian and this is a new journey for you. Perhaps you've been serving God for a long time and you've just settled into stuffy old rhythms. Can I encourage you today? Let's do something new with God. Let's dive into our Bible in a new way of saying, God, I want to I want you to be honest with me. Like poke me, prod me like David, Lord, search my heart, show me if there's anything in there that needs to change. And then also, Lord, I want to talk to you about my day. I want I want to understand people. I want to be able to be a blessing to others, but I need I need you to talk to me and I want to be able to talk to you. I want to get stuff off my chest. I want to come to the one who's such an incredible listener and who has all the power to bring change. So that's a few thoughts around dealing with this awkwardness of being alone with God. If we're sitting passively and backfooted and waiting for the writing on the wall, I think we're only waiting for a long time. But if we front-footed and we want to build this relationship, I believe we'll meet God at the exact point that He wants to meet us. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow morning.